Thursday, and I welcome you to Time for Go to Bed. Hammering on things with Suze. Yeah, do you hear that? That noise? Yeah, yeah you were hammering on something. You were smacking No, I'm on. not hammering on it. That's July's a Rose ripping of cardboard to bits. Oh, July's a Rose. I told her to stop it because we were about to stop to start the show, but... She didn't listen. I didn't think it was kick appropriate her. to yell at her because she is you ripping apart her. something appropriate. You could kick her across the room. Oh. I'm just kidding. Poor baby. Just kidding. Just kitten. Yeah, Welcome that's true. Welcome to Time for Go to Bed. Yes, hello. Voodoo Zombie Boutique. That's us. Yeah. Bringing you, bringing it to you from Voodoo Zombie Boutique, where we, where VHS, Voodoo Zombie has stuff. Stuff. Yes. So, yeah, we're, uh really really prepping for the holidays hopefully are you know well hopeful i'm 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 hopeful that next week our sales have a major spike because we've been filling yeah. our store with all kinds of new inventory which is really exciting and a lot of dvds uh that seem to sell rather well we have a lot of stuff that's like kind of stuff for the common folks, you know? Sure, yeah. And lots of new new stuff, lots of sealed stuff, lots yeah. of good stocking stuffers. And we lots just launched good... a, a big sale last night. Yeah. Uh, that runs between now and the end of, de end of December. Uh, buy four DVDs or Blu-rays, get one free. That's well, we're excited exciting. about that. Um Ken put together a little trio of Back to the Future movies. Did you know there are three Back to the Future movies? I knew there were two, but I don't. Oh, wow. I don't know if I knew about the third. Now one. you're getting into spoilers for what we sold. Oh, so you're right. We I'm can't sorry. Talk, we, we're not allowed to talk about the last three things we sold. So. Oh, okay. But what is uh, exciting? Thank you for telling me the rules. That's okay. Um, but what yeah. is exciting is we we found a really great acquisition the other day. Um, we drove out to the east side. I looked on Facebook Marketplace, and this guy had over a hundred factory sealed DVDs for fifty bucks. That's fifty cents yeah. a piece, and they were mostly newer movies, like within the last, a lot within the yeah. last like four years, but a lot within you know some within the last like six years, and you know even yeah. some older stuff too, but good selling stuff like superhero stuff. Um, yeah, and when we counted, it was more like two fifty. Yeah. So that was nice. No, you mean when we counted the DVD, the DVDs? No, it was we yeah. we chalked it up to about a hundred good ones because there it, there were like a hundred and twenty five, but we pulled okay. but we pulled a bunch out that, that were out. yeah we pulled out a big stack that we're gonna donate to like a My Little Library because they've got that we can't mm -hmm. sell them because they have like water damage on them and stuff like that. Yeah. The, the discs I'm sure play fine. Uh, you know, water's not gonna hurt a DVD. Um. But yeah, so we, uh, we we drove out there, uh, you know, and these two young guys just had this big box of overflowing old store stock from somewhere. You know, it's probably like a Dollar Tree or Family Dollar or something like that. But, you know, these are movies that, you know, they were 
you know, the Spider-Man Far From Home, the 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 last Spider-Man movie, you know, and there's a new one coming out in December. So we have the mm-hmm. one right before it. So we might get some sales. We have four copies of yeah. that. Hopefully we sell uh <laughs> sell those. Um, you know, and there's some other fun stuff in there. There's a lot of anthologies uh of like um bad comedy movies that are that'll sell mm. very well, like Dumb Adam Sandler and Kevin Oh God, you know, Paul Blart, that guy. Um Paul Blart Molkop. Um <laughs> Yeah, not so, everybody needs to see Blue Velvet every weekend like me. No, no, not everybody. Or Alien Covenant like me. Um, <laughs> and, mm. you know, uh, the, but, uh, you know, so those are movies that people are, you know, that I like to put in the store because, you know, if it's a three pack of movies or a four pack of movies on one disc or two discs or something like that, you know, like the Ace Ventura collection, you know, Ace Ventura one and two. Uh, we got a couple copies of that, I think. And, yeah. you know, you put that out there and somebody's like, oh, he likes Jim Carrey. Oh, he likes Adam Sandler. Oh, this is a disc that has three movies on it. I'll buy that. And I'm like, thank you for spending $9 on a 50 cent DVD. You know, so. Yeah. And, you know, but we're still leaning into the VHS. We're just kind of pushing the DVDs and Blu-rays right now because let's face it we have a better chance of selling a lot more of those before Christmas than we do VHS tapes. Now the VHS collectors will, uh, will still, you know, come to us and they have been, you know, we've had some tremendous sales for, for some of the, the VHS recently. I don't know if I mentioned it on last week's show or not. I, I'm trying to get to eBay cause I just rebooted my computer, but, um, <laughs> I like to talk about the sales that we had all except the last three since, since our last show. But if I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I had a copy of the shining. It was the first clamshell edition, uh, from like 1980, 1981, 82, maybe, um, it Warner home video in the clamshell wasn't perfect. The, the picture quality was not perfect. I got it for a quarter at a thrift store. Now, however, I also still had, uh, a copy of the shining from this one estate sale we went to in, in Akron and paid 50 bucks. We've made all our money back from that. And there was a copy of the shining in there, an older edition, not the same exact one, but it was mint except the guy discarded the artwork and kept it in a black clamshell. So I was like, well, hell let me try this. Let me put them both up. If you know, it, it, you know, I could have just stuffed the other one in the, you know, clamshell, but I'm not going to miss You know, I'm not going to, misrepresent what I'm selling. I'm an honest seller. I don't, you know, try and uh, cheat. Yeah, I'll switch out a case or something on a DVD if it's broken to make it nicer. But, you know, other than that, I'm not going to be deceptive. So I ended up selling The Shining, the tape that I bought for 25 cents, uh, plus the one that was utterly worthless because it didn't have the cover art. Somebody might have paid 10 or 15 bucks for it, but I put them together in a lot for like, $56 and boom, they sold. So I turned 25 cents into like $56 Mm -hmm. and I in turn also to the same person sold a $32 copy of the, the first edition of the fog, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Carpenter classic. So an $80 sale, you know, for somebody buying two VHS tapes. So, um, so, so that was, you know, that's really satisfying. 
to you know know yeah. that the people you know the collectors are still out there um and you know we're we're still doing some great international sales too we just sold um where where did that go there was a flash drive you had a flash drive still in the package and that just got uh, oh i think that's still up for delivery uh yeah. and uh but that was an international sale that that went to like man where did it where did it go to um let me see yeah so let's see the shining yeah the shining that was uh what was that purchase the sale date was the 12th so that was yeah so that was last weekend so we didn't talk about that but no i got 50 yeah 57 or no 5219 for the shining and 3199 yeah. for the fog so that's, yeah that's um, nice and then uh let me see oh yeah and during the show last week we sold that electric six dvd live at the bowery ballroom um that was something i couldn't find anywhere i got 16 bucks for it but and i probably paid about that for it when i bought it for myself uh we had a cheapy blu-ray sale of collision earth it was a used one six dollars for that um we sold i just got for a dollar a couple weeks ago i mentioned it on the show a couple weeks ago too the complete 1966 Ultraman series I paid a dollar for sold for 1919. Mm. Um, saw the complete movie collection one through seven. I don't know where we got it. I have no idea where it came from. <laughs> uh, so I'm assuming we paid next to nothing for it, or you know, I don't know. But sixteen dollars and sixteen cents for that for a Blu-ray. Uh, VHS of the movie Brain Scan with Edward Furlong and Frank Langella. 1495 VHS tape. We had a, um, uh, this is, this is like, uh, I have a couple ultimate customer service moments that I'd like to share. Uh, Susan, <laughs> Susan was snagging, uh, video games for a while. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, it, it, like PS3 games and stuff like that, you know, for a dollar here and there. Well, you know, and they, they've been kind of languishing, you know, they're just kind of sitting there in, in the store for a while. Finally, go somebody... On, they go on sale at um, Savers yeah. on half price day on Monday. So, so I you get it for 50 cents, price. yeah. Well, no, not 50 oh, cents, dollar? like a dollar fifty. Okay, so so we sold this yeah. one called Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception for, oh, Sony PlayStation 3, yeah, PS3. Um. And we accidentally listed it as new. I went out to the garage and I got it. It wasn't new. And it looked like it actually had a little bit of water damage on the case um, uh, from the prior owner. But it wasn't horrible. You know, it wasn't disgusting. You know, it didn't look like somebody spilled hot cocoa or diarrhea on it. Um, and Why has it, it got to be either hot cocoa or diarrhea? I don't know. Who knows what it is when it's, when it's a brown liquid that's dried. Um, unless it has a fragrance to it. Um, I hope it's so, cocoa. So, yeah, so with the, I, I sold it, and then I was like, oh, shit, I got I to gotta talk to this person. And I said, hey, here's the deal. I pulled it out of storage. It was not new. Um, it, you know, I can get, you know, give, it to, give you a discount on it or cancel the order. Um, and they were like, oh, no, it's no problem, as long as it plays. And I was like, I don't know. I don't have a PS3. And then I said, how about this? We have a couple other PS3 games. Why don't I just give you these other two and we'll call it good? And she was like, yeah, that's awesome. 
So we have a lot of women buying things, by the way, from us. So, um, and um, uh, unless it's you know some guy using his girlfriend's or mom's account or something like that, uh, or wife, of course. Um, Which I used your eBay account for yeah. a good long time, so I was finally like, you know, I need my own eBay account. Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah, and then uh, something I was really excited about we sold uh, the other day. Um, there was, there's a bad movie from 1982. Uh, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, a nudie fantasy movie. Um, you know, a couple playboy playmates are in it, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Called the sorceress. Um, I had a former rental copy from beware video in Lakewood, which we've talked about before. And I put that sucker up for sixty nine ninety nine a long time ago. <laughs> Sold it sixty nine ninety nine. Yeah. So that's good. Well, you know. Yeah. You saying that this movie was not up for any Oscars? Oh no, no. It was it was probably um <laughs> up for a lot of boners, uh <laughs> from teenage boys. Well. Uh <laughs> You know, a boner's a joke, a funny gag. Um, oh, yeah, uh, oh, you're right. He pulled they a bona. They were making fun of it. He pulled a bona. No. Um, and then, uh, without going too far, uh, our, uh, and then we we just sold a Blu-ray copy of the Rankin-Bass classic, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, 1964, for eleven fifty, And that was in the, our, the big, big, big acquisition we talked about. Um, that we keep talking about that's paid for itself over and over and over now. So yeah, so all all, all together, uh, that's pretty good. And uh, and yeah, I think we, um, you know, I yeah, I think Space Ghost, yeah, because we we did Space Ghost was that's how I remember what I can talk about every week is I stop where I'm like, oh okay, what was in what we sold the audio clips from last week. And I scroll down, and I'm like, ah, that's right, Space Ghost was the last thing that we played. So yes, we talked about Space Ghost. So that's everything else except for the um, last three things we sold, uh, two of which just were shipped out today, and uh, pretty decent, uh, pretty decent money. It was, you know, uh, it was like a, you know, last two days, like eighty bucks. But you know, it's it's slowed down a little bit. But people are waiting. People are waiting to to spend their money. They know they got to find out what pe other people want for Christmas and Thanksgiving's yeah. coming up. So that's and traditionally, you know, when we would have big family um, Thanksgivings together, what do you want for Christmas? You know, and now we're like, I don't know if you go, if you go to the thrift store and find some old movies we can resell, get, get us that, you know, <laughs> just give us your, give old, us your old movies. Yeah, give us your old scary movies. You got any scary movies? <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're downsizing and you're going all digital, uh, if you're going streaming, give us your movies. That's what we want for Christmas. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yes, they're mailing us their movies. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, the, the people here, I would hope would uh, would uh, you know um, would go out and uh, you know sell their own things. Uh, okay, so let me see I if I so. can find. I think they would be interested in doing that, but hey, I don't know. Dismiss, dismiss. Um, okay, so I want to go and see if I can find for everybody. All right, here we go. This is just if you want to take a look at, at how we run a sale, because this is new to me. 
I have 210 items in this sale right now. Buy four, get one free. You add five to the cart, and basically the lowest price one you get for free. So this is, if anybody wants to click on the link, there's the um, buy four, get one free uh, sale that we're running. And I even made a little tile image there with some of our actual product in the background. Um, so, uh, so yeah, and you know, there's if if you look at it, it shows most of the newer stuff. I've got a bunch of cartoons up there, a lot of Christmas stuff, superhero crap, uh, those dumb comedies I was talking about, and then some kind of really rare and sleazy stuff as well, uh, <laughs> like Commissar X and Forbidden World. Don't worry, the X isn't as an X rated. There's bad German James Bond sexploitation. Yeah, no X-rated stuff. We're just kind of like, somebody else can do that. I don't even know. eBay doesn't let you sell that, right? No, well, yeah, you can do adult listings, but we don't. Although they flagged one of ours as an adult listing, which drives me crazy. Because yeah. it's, a, it's an R-rated movie. You yeah. know, there's this one, it's called Forbidden Zone Alien Abduction or something like that. And apparently it has a lot of nudity in it, but it's not X-rated. It says R yeah. right on the back of the box. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we found some other brand new stuff like, you know, Dark Tower, Django Unchained, uh, The Craft, the the sequel to The Craft that just came out last year, uh, the the more recent Charlie's Angels. I did not know this, but the, the newer Charlie's Angels movie that came out was directed by Elizabeth Banks, and it stars Patrick Stewart as Bosley. That's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that sounds has, like fun. And it has Kristen Stewart in it, who, no relation to Patrick Stewart, but she was in Twilight. The craft, the legacy, was just made in 2020. And yeah. I just had to watch it, so I, I found it streaming so I wouldn't have to mm. open our copy and watched it. It was a pretty fun movie. I mean, it's... I think I might even like it better than the, um, the original, The Craft. So. We've got a copy of RBG for sale on DVD, and uh, right next to it is uh, The Bone Snatcher, Devil's Rock, and Lethal Seduction with Julie Strain. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> a real, <laughs> sorry. Real sorry, classy. Sorry, RBG. Um, but yeah, so, you know. It, I've uh, actually seen that uh, RBG, though. That's the funny thing, you know? Yeah. We've got copies of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians in here, although it's renamed Santa Claus Defeats the Martians. I don't know why. Um, but uh, isn't Santa Claus Conquers the Martians better than Defeats the Martians? I don't know. But yeah, so lots of fun They're stuff. They're the same things. They're, it's a synonym, yeah. and yet it can be re-released that way. And yeah, Who would know? But anyway, yeah. So I've I've I'm always drawn to sellers who do this. They they do the buy you know buy this many get X free whatever. Um and you know I and and I'd be like all right let's see what you got and I'll go through and I'll be like Ken oh, loves a bargain. Yeah, you know and you know for somebody who did collect movies and I'll still buy movies from time to time and you know and then I'll just be like okay now I can sell it again. Um, but honestly, if I can't find it on streaming, I'm probably not going to bother, you know, we might watch an open copy of one of these and say, Hey, it's tested. <laughs> you tested. Know. Um, oh, this is hilarious. Uh, outpost black sun and rise of the, uh, uh, Spetsnaz, uh, it, like two zombie movies right next to strawberry shortcake, the berry fest princess. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have no control over how they organize these once they're listed. I mean, uh, but you know, there's, there's one I was surprised about that we found. It was a Smurfs collection of like 10 classic Smurfs episodes. That's kind of fun. Um, you know, that was, that's a brand new one. And, um, you know, so we're just putting that stuff up there and then we'll have like, if whatever doesn't sell of this crap that we don't want to have, you know, lingering around after the holidays, we'll just say, all right, let's, uh, you know, let's do a big sale on something, you know? Yeah. That's the future plan, but we're yeah. working on the present now, and that's fun, exciting listings. And also, did you talk about the new um, featured the the featured products and the top sellers and all that? Yeah, we we I didn't realize this, but with with our store level, um, uh, let me see if um, let me go back to it. Yeah, basically, it, uh, if you go to our actual storefront. There's four categories it shows on the front. Um, it's holiday, featured items, just in, bestsellers, and uh, and and then all items. So you know, for like the 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 bestsellers, I put a bunch of the Marvel comics movies in there. Just in, I put up the craft, the craft legacy, and then uh, a couple other superhero animated things and the Charlie's Angels because I just posted those last night. And then the featured items, I put some VHS, some horror. I do like three VHS. Uh, it's it's horror stuff just to have a, a line of stuff that's just horror. And then at the top, it's got, you know, six holiday things, which there's a sealed, another. we've got another sealed copy, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We have this uh, Disney Happy Holidays with Darkwing Duck and Goofy from 1993 VHS that's sealed. <laughs> The Back to the Future Dickens of a Christmas 1991 VHS sealed. It's a, it's a, it's the animated series Back to the Future, which I forgot existed until I found this, and I was like, oh my god! And and it sells really well. I have that listed at seventy two ninety nine, and it's got some watchers on it. We've got um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on DVD and the sequel to it in a lot for fifteen ninety nine. I didn't know they made a sequel to that either, but apparently NBC, like in 2000 or something like that, did a sequel, and it's just got Randy Quaid and his, like, hillbilly family from Christmas Vacation in there. Um, Then there was a surprise one. There's a Hallmark movie, a Hallmark Christmas movie that I found brand new called One Christmas Eve, starring Anne Hesch, Hallmark. And it sells really well, and I got a watcher on it as soon as I put it up. Nice. And I put up this really sappy description of it too, so I think that that'll help. And then um, a Charlie Brown Christmas, we have a factory sealed uh, copy of that, which sells rather well. So yeah, so we're still trying to push some holiday stuff out there. Uh, holidays done okay for us, but I don't think people are going to start getting serious uh, until you know it starts getting down to the wire. It's like you know the end of this month, people are at really least till December, you know, yeah. after Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I'm 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 pleased with our sales, uh, you know, so far because you know we we and, and I'm pleased with the stock in the store. We're almost to a thousand items, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, and that helps a lot. So, um, but yeah, Foxfire says NC17 was invented to replace X, which uh, uh, pornographers had appropriated as a marketing point. Yeah, there you go. That's true. Um, yeah, because X. Did. X was not always, yeah, because there were like, 
think Midnight Cowboy or something was rated X back in the day. There was there was some movie that was rated X that that you know would be considered like an R rating now. Um, and um, but uh, oh yeah, Fox <laughs> extra extra. Yeah, Foxfire also said we find unspeakable looking schmutz on some of the books we get in the store. Most of them we assume are food debris. So far, nothing was <laughs> with a suspicious fragrance. <laughs> <sighs> or like we like you know i always um get books out of the library and mm-hmm. sometimes i'm just like god i hope that's chocolate i, I sure hope, hope chocolate. it's coffee um, i hope it's coffee <laughs> uh but yeah so so anyway yeah so that's that's what we're doing um and we we still have 100 percent positive feedback and in our seller uh rating it's it uh, it says if you were rated, to, if we reviewed you today, you would be a top-rated seller, because we consistently we don't have we we take returns seriously. We do refunds if we have to. Fortunately, we have not had to do any refunds because we upgraded our packaging recently. Because I I don't even send a DVD in just an envelope anymore. Uh, I will reinforce it with cardboard and put it in an oversized envelope and send it that way. Because I sent a DVD to somebody just in an envelope, um, this guy in California, and by the time, he's like, I wouldn't have bought it if I knew it looked like this. And I'm like, come on, dude, it didn't look like that. They ran over it with a truck. <laughs> but for- <laughs> fortunately, I had another copy of it. I had another copy of it, and I said, I appreciate your patience. I have a- another copy I can send you. I'll throw in a, a bunch of free- other free movies. So I just did that. So I ended up making like no money on it, but I didn't have to do the refund. So, you know, and, you know, and it got some stuff out of the house. Um, but, uh, but, and he left glowing feedback. Thank you for the extra movies and stuff like that. So that's, it's worth it just on that. And, but yeah, so the, but the, and, and like I said, that's the same thing that happened with the video game. I was just like, you know, that was like a preemptive strike. Instead of just like, well, I'll just send it and hope they like it. You know, I'm not going to do that. I need to let somebody know if, if an item, you know, because, and, you know, the, something could happen while we're, we're storing things. That's why we try to, we, we've changed things around where we're keeping our really valuable um, factory sealed VHS in the house on shelves on, you know, uh, and we have like our double, I'm sitting right here next to my doubles, Um you know, our doubles here and, you know, of factory sealed things. And I've got like strip tees and chased by sea monsters, Star Trek nemesis, gladiator with Russell Crowe. Yeah. So you when know. it sells, then so when it like, sells, we, we yeah. get the one in the, in the, you know, and then we were just like, Oh, take new pictures of this double and put it out there. Yeah. And that's another selling point. I, I do too. Uh, Oh God. Did we, did we talk about somebody who's the, about the, the, Oh, did we talk about the, the, Picture thief? No, I don't think so. All right. No. Well, yeah, I don't think we did either. My oh. pictures are so awesome. Oh my god, I was so angry. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, it's getting a little late, so let's uh, let me uh, load up mm-hmm. uh, what we sold, and when we come yeah. back, we'll talk about the other customer service thing I did, uh, which I think is fun. And um, let me see. Uh, no, I'm looking in the wrong. Show folder. Time for go to bed. <laughs> Not it came from Cleveland. That's tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, let me see. Here's what we sold. 
I didn't have a chance to load up the audio clips before we started the show. So, so here we go. Uh, the first one might be hard to, hard to tell uh, what it is, but I'll explain uh, after we come back. So here we go. Last three things that we sold. This this one's fun. They're shooting back. What do you expect him to do? Throw powder puffs? <laughs> He came back for the romance. But most of all, he came back for the money. You mean you would have helped me without the money? I didn't say that. Deathstalker 2, Duel of the Titans. Where's Deathstalker? Somebody looking for me. Stalker! You came back! By popular demand. He has returned to fight for a fallen princess. It's a matter of life and death. You gotta help me. So begins a long and perilous journey. Many dangers. Witches. Dragons. Just got down on the tourist trade. He will be pursued by bounty hunters and assassins. You gotta get up pretty early in the morning to catch the Prince of Thieves. He will do battle with mercenaries. Amazons. An evil sorcerer. And a wanton princess. I could just eat you alive bones and everything at the cutting edge of danger at the brink of civilization hey! he will meet the challenge Whoa. and at the warlord's fall thief will become king Deathstalker 2, Duel of the Titans. Deathstalker? Uh-huh. Is that your first name or your last name? In 1985, Dr. Emmett Brown discovered time travel. It worked! And started an amazing story. Gotta be a dream. Sent back to 1955. He's a peeping cop. Marty runs into his father and makes quite an impression on his mother. Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd set out on the adventure that will span 130 years. Are you telling me that this sucker is nuclear? Precisely. Whoa, this is heavy. You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Are we back? We're back. For Back to the Future, Part 2. 
What do you mean we're in the future? October 21st, 2015. Marty, we're going to be able to see our wedding. Wow. Future. I got to check this out, Doc. Don't talk to anyone. Jump and fucking Where are we? Don't touch anything. I need to borrow your hoverboard. But when Marty heads back to his own time, the time continuum has been disrupted, creating an alternate 1985. Things have radically changed. Beth? Hello? Hello, anybody home? Well, that can't be you. You're so big. And that's not the only surprise. Mom, is that you? But all becomes clear. Great Scott. I know, this is heavy. In Back to the Future, Part 3. Marty and Doc Brown go all the way back to 1885 to complete their amazing story. Just try it, Tanner! Marty's got a job to do. And I'm bringing you home. But he's got one little problem. Biff Tannen's great-grandfather. Lighten up, jerk! Marty's out to make a name for himself. What's your name, dude? Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Doc Brown finds true love, and Tannen meets his match. Where'd you learn to shoot like that? 7-Eleven. Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis invite you aboard for the climax of the Back to the Future trilogy. Now all the fun and excitement of these classic movie adventures is here for you to own. CIC Video are proud to announce that the complete Back to the Future video collection is now available from all good video stores. Yeah, I can only find a British commercial for the the Back to the Future trilogy on VHS. So, uh, yeah, just sold that to a fella in Texas. We got like seventeen bucks for all three VHS. They're used. They're tested. Eastwood. They're great. Yeah. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so we got seventeen bucks for that. Um, a dude in Canada <laughs> last night bought our sealed, really not 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 sealed, but tested, very nice tested uh, VHS copy of Death Stalker 2. That trailer yeah. made it sound pretty fun. Um yeah. but uh it's kind of a it's it's a sleazy, pretty sleazy movie too. Um but what was the interesting The trailers mm -hmm. always make things sound fun and they really do. They do. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's fun to play them because yeah. it's like I'm always like I want to watch that. I want to watch that. I want to watch all these things. Well, again and and this guy in Canada, uh, you know, he didn't even do the best offer. He just straight up paid 30 bucks, didn't care about the shipping, you know, because I'm sure that it probably costs like 10 or 15 bucks to ship to Canada. I pay basically three bucks out of my profit to send it to the uh, International Distribution Center in Kentucky, and then they handle it from there. Um, and um, so I was like, oh, you know what? I had a copy of Deathstalker, the first one. Uh, it was a it was a former rental, but I couldn't sell it, and I didn't have the heart to throw it out. And I figured, okay, if I ever sell Deathstalker two, I'll throw this in one for free, because it, it was a former rental. But apparently, the tape broke at some point, and somebody spliced it back together. So there's a, like a jump at the beginning of the movie, and I looked at it and was like, yep, sure enough, somebody like used a, a, a the kind of tape they would repair uh, tapes with back in the day. And so I was like, okay, this will be a nice little surprise. So I threw it in the box you for him. You scotch and... tape like I did? Yeah, I think they actually had special tape, like these little strips that they could use to repair tapes mm -hmm. um, that were like the exact width of the tape. I'm not sure. Livin probably knows if they had something like that. Um, uh, but uh, 
And, and then the first one uh, there was uh, The Violent Years, uh, which was from my personal copy. That's an Ed Wood uh, girl gang exploitation movie from 1956, I think. And yeah. um, the trailer uh, doesn't really... Uh, th- that was the new trailer, but it was the actual ver- trailer for the version I sold, which was put out by this company called Agfa in something weird video. And, and it was like, you know, super remastered. They found a new print, made a really nice digital transfer on Blu-ray and, uh, sold that one for 25 bucks. So, you know, that felt good, nice. you know, sold that to the fella nice. in California and, um, and back to the future went to, uh, somebody in Texas. Yeah. Um, so yeah so. we um we got a kiddo teaser kiddo looking uh he's is scrundled? he looking up is Not he looking sure. upset by the death stalker 2 movie poster yeah well i, I everybody <laughs> was talking about the death stalker 2 and uh and the fun sexy times and yeah. uh they were kind of confused about and i am too thrill girls of the highway uh thrill I... girls of the highway uh, I think that that thrill grows the highway. I think that was a line from the the um, the yeah the violent years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. You you don't question things in um, exploitation from the fifties. You just nod and say yeah. <laughs> oh well, you don't question anything from Ed Wood movies either. It's like you accept yeah. it or you reject it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but it's pretty silly. It, it's yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, that, it's, it's a fun, sexy time for you. I love that they ended on that one line. These aren't children; they're morons. <laughs> <laughs> that could be so, true. Uh, but yeah, that it was a. But you know, so so that was fun, you know. And again, like I said, our VHS sales are still pretty strong because, like I said, the De- Death Stalker yeah. was was thirty. Um, you know, and I guess we clear probably about twenty three after listing fees and shipping and everything. And, yeah. um, and then, you know, the, the back to the future ones alone, the back to the future ones, you might, might get four bucks for So you make like 50 cents or 99 cents, you know, after you pay for the shipping, uh, put yeah. them all together, you know, you pay the same shipping price, just a little bit more because of the weight. It's like three eighty nine or something like that to send three, three tapes in a box. And, um, and, and yeah, and, you know, and I package them all nice. I put them all in their own individual bubble mailers inside a perfect box. Actually, I recycled a box that, from an eBay sale Susan just made. So next time yeah. we get our free supplies from eBay, um, well, not free. Yeah, we get like a $25 credit quarterly on supplies or something yeah, like so that. Yeah, so most of them are free. Most of the yeah. purchases. So we, we bought... What do we get? A hundred um, padded envelopes from them, oversized padded yeah, envelopes. Yeah, nice, nice big padded envelopes. So yeah, ten bucks after the twenty-five dollar discount. So you know yeah. that's that comes in handy, and you know I, I the the envelopes I buy will they they they'll fit DVDs, Blu-rays, VHS, but not clamshells. So. I like to, you know, so so cl- something in a clamshell or a box set or something like that. I need, you know, extra big envelopes for something like that. So, um, but yeah, so so that I think that's that's a fun little variety. Ed Wood, and you know, I'm sure Ed Wood would be proud that uh, his movie was sold right after Death Stalker Two, or right, yeah. <laughs> right before it. 
totally and, and Ed would probably that. would have loved the Back to the Future movies too. Um, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, so oh, I'm I'm excited about Kiddo. Uh, he's got something around his neck. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but uh, we'll see. Um, yeah. He, he he does look a little concerned. So. <laughs> Maybe um, a little '90s plastic necklace that looks like. I don't know what they look like. Oh, uh, maybe it's one of those candy necklaces, and he ate all the candy off of it. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the, the picture thief. I forget when this happened. I was fuming. I was fuming. Oh, I, you were mad. I, I, I was. I was complimented. I felt good. Well, I they was. My pictures. I was uh, doing some research because we had canceled and a listing for a, a tape for a VHS called it, it, there was a sci-fi it was I think it was a sci-fi channel uh series from maybe the mid to late 90s maybe early 2000s I don't remember when it was on but it was called Lex with two X's Yeah um and you know it was a pretty pretty well regarded sci-fi series and I have a sealed VHS of the pilot of that, I believe, or two episodes yeah. or something like that. And it wasn't selling, so Susan took it down. And then when I, when I went to relist it, I did I researched prices on it. And what I do to research prices is I search eBay to see what, what it sold for. I couldn't find any that were sold. I did find one inactive. And I was like, oh, shit, we took this listing down. Why is it still up? And I look at it, and I was like, Oh, because that's not us. That's not us selling this tape. Somebody stole the picture that we took of this VHS and put it on their listing. And then I went through their other auctions and stuff like that. And they 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 had um, a lot of stock images and stuff like that. There was no stock art from for this. So this yeah. bastard decided to uh steal our art oh what's the harm well what's and we the harm even noticed if he hadn't if he had taken out the background but yeah the background is pretty identifiable so this has sent me on a new course and to say the <laughs> the item in the picture is the exact one you will receive and i yeah. take pictures from every possible angle we take pictures from every possible angle um, you know, all the sides, the front, the back, tight shots of like bonus features or the, the, you know, description of the movie on the back or imperfections or whatever. But this jerk took our picture, used it on his listing. And I messaged him and I said, Hey, you need to get your own picture of your item and don't steal our images. I said, that is my tape. You're not selling my tape. I'm selling my tape. You are misrepresenting. You are being dishonest to the person who's who, the potential customer. You're being lazy in taking my work and taking credit for it. And, you know, and I said, you need to remove the image immediately. Well, 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 he did not respond. But guess what? Next day. Image not available. Please check out my other auctions. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so yeah. I mean, that was pretty sleazy. You know, I I do not like. You know, uh, I I will not even look at people's items if they use stock images. 
I want to see the exact item that I'm getting. You know? Why not? I mean, it's like I'm using a pretty old iPhone and it has pretty decent pictures. So. Yeah, our pictures are gorgeous, you know? It's, it's not a brand new iPhone, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's about due to be replaced. But yeah, all of our pictures, and they, you know, if you look at our store, all of our pictures are very similar in the sense that there is a horizontal wall of movies behind whatever we're selling. Um, and so you can, you know, and in that I do strategically because I have had people say, oh, I see you have this for sale. Do you have it listed? And I'm like, not yet, but we pull Guess it. Guess what? I'll and we put make that a draft. <laughs> yeah. So, so that helps. And, you know, and I just think it looks fun. Like it's an actual movie store. I mean, we have a table in, in the sunroom where we do our business and, um, and it pretty much has a wall there all the time and we swap it out. And Tennessee, of course, loves sitting on it and pissing us off. Um, and where <laughs> I, I, I'm, I always, I, I always kind of want to jokingly, you know, take a picture of him sitting on the wall and take a picture and, and put it somewhere, not from a pet free home, uh, you know, <laughs> but, um, cause he, he does get into things and, and people do like to say pet free home, but. You know, unless you have a horrible, terrible allergy to cats, where if you touch something that a cat's touched, then you could die. Yeah, your face will blow up. Yeah. I mean, some people do have horrible allergies. That's horrible, but... Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's... uh, Yeah, if there's a little... There might be a little pet dander on on some of our items, but tough shit. Yeah. Uh, we don't advertise anywhere. That if, if you're worried about it, it does not say from a pet-free home. Um, you My know. life has a little pet dander, so that's that's the world, yeah. you know, I live in. So. Yeah. I mean, everything, you know, we, if, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more concerned about sticker gunk and, you know, um, weird, you know, things on the, on VHS boxes. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I use, uh, to clean off just about anything from plastic or or cardboard, um, glossy cardboard, uh, Zippo fluid and paper towels. It does the trick every time, just about. Yeah, that's the neighbor's dog, Adam. Um, oh, God. And as soon as I said it, it barked. It's again. right next to me. He's... Yeah. If you guys want me to yell at him, I'll yell at him. I know his no, name. Just... Don't. Just leave it. So. I know his name just so I can yell at him when he's barking during the podcast. That's yeah. the only reason. Finn and Taylor. He's really. I, I have to tell you, they're really cute. But they're, they're loud. little. Uh, Corgis. They're adorable. They're little. Uh, those short little dogs. I keep. Corgis. I always forget what they're called. Corgis. They're, corgis. they're little cutie corgis. Yeah. So. so. Uh, but yeah, so, so, uh, you know, I, I just couldn't believe that guy hijacked our picture, you know, I mean, that's such a crass move, but you know, he pulled it down and, but I was looking through his other, you know, all of his other auctions, he had no uniformity in his pictures. So he was either lifting them or using, um, stock images. Yeah. And, and it's just ugly looking because half the pictures are out of focus. They're not square. That's another thing too. We try and catch ourselves if we don't do this, but just about every every time we take pictures for our auctions, they are square tile pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because eBay likes that. It looks better because you know if you don't have a square one, 
then there's this like gray white frame at the sides or the top or something like that and it's just unsightly you know uh, why not you know for especially for media square images are perfect and that's why i decided to take advantage of that blank space and show up showcase our other products and i think it works and it's really kind of a good um uh you know, I think it's a good marketing strategy. Um, but uh, yes, I could charge extra for cat for Foxfire. I could. It's it's good luck. So. Luck. Um. But yeah. So we're. Uh, you know. So uh, again, we're we're really excited for the holidays. Uh. You know the the DVD sale. Uh. Is is going on and you know, um, you know. Uh. If you guys need if you guys need presents and you want something. I'll, and, and you want me to cut you a deal on anything? I'll do it. So if there's a movie in the store that any of you guys want, you know, I'll, uh, uh, you know, sure. we'll we'll work with you. So if we can help you on your yeah. Christmas hunt or your Christmas list. Yeah, just messages. Sure. So, um, but you know, because uh, that was my go-to. Is I would uh, I would always buy movies for people for you know. Uh, Christmas, you know, but now not so much, but, um, but you know, I always did for dad and that's, you know, and then I ended up getting all of the movies back that I bought for him and, and I'm selling those. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. but honestly, honestly, and if I was, you know, if I was, you know, I love the idea of collecting, uh, uh, hard, you know, in hand media. That's, you know, I've got my massive CD collection in here, you know, um, it would be great to have a huge movie collection, but uh, I, I find it more p pleasing to actually have a huge movie collection that I'm selling. On eBay, like I said. Uh, back it up. Money, start start over. You The whole first part of your sentence. It's wasn't. fun to sell stuff on eBay. Once you get listed, once you get into the groove of it, it's fun. It's, um, like I said, um, if you need money, sell your stuff. Why not? Get yeah. rid of it. But, but um, uh, another yeah. thing in the in the chat room that uh, Long Island noted is there's a lunar eclipse tonight. Did you know that, Ken? Uh, living on Long Island, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He uh, uh, actually, yeah. Um, I thought it was. I didn't know that. I thought it was last night. I thought I mentioned it to you. There was going to be a lunar eclipse. Yeah. Um, I thought it was last night, but I guess it's tonight uh, around four o'clock in the morning or something like that. Miles oh. is going to be discussing that. Um, uh, oh, cool. Eclipses tomorrow on. Um, on the show. Oh, I should mention real quick too. Uh, quick programming note: We'll definitely both of our shows will be off next week because of Thanksgiving. Obviously, um, I think uh, it came from Cleveland is probably going to take a two week break because Joe won't be available for December third. Um, so we might take take two weeks off. I don't know. I'm going to still talk to Miles and Michelle and see if we get somebody else. If Suze or uh, Joey or somebody wants to fill in. Um, but tomorrow night is going to be fun on, it, uh, it came from Cleveland because, uh, the birthdays weren't super exciting. Um, and, but Burgess Meredith's birthday was, uh, you know, is this week. So we decided we were going to do all four twilight zone episodes. Uh, we would each kind of head one up. So, yeah, we're going to do all four Twilight Zone episodes tomorrow, uh, starring Burgess Meredith. And Miles is going to continue the Patton thing. Um, and um, 
uh, he's going to have some stuff about eclipses, and I'll probably do some quick nice. little recommendations of because I've been watching a lot of stuff. Um, we're watching Black Widow, and uh, I want to watch Shang-Chi soon. I'm very excited about that. And I might even talk about, um, oh, no, it's Adam's birthday. We'll be off the air on Adam's birthday. Um, oh, no. Well... We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We'll talk. Um, but uh, yeah. So, um, but we're definitely both. Both shows will be off next week, uh, and uh, for Thanksgiving because we're going down to mom's on Thursday, and um, it, and you know taking time out on a, for a holiday means we have to make up for it. You know, our, our store too. You know. Um, we got to, you know, reallocate time here and there. So, but, uh, and, uh, oh, and Adam says dread time stories will be pre-recorded because he's going to see Ghostbusters afterlife next week. Okay. So, but there we'll, 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 uh, do, um, I don't know, maybe I'll do another one of our cooking shows or, uh, rerun on Thanksgiving or I will, um, uh, and definitely we'll do a best of, of, uh, it came from Cleveland for Friday, uh, next Friday. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have something. We'll have something on the air. If it's just the old time radio, Hey, tune into the old time radio, but Hey, it's Thanksgiving. Go do something with your family or just don't do anything. Um, yeah, Foxfire says she had two corgis when she was younger. So, um, but, uh, Anyway, well, uh, we're getting towards the top of the hour here. Um, anything else you want to say, Suze, eBay-related or whatnot? No, no, we're in good shape. Like I said, just trying to... Actually, we upped ourselves to 10 postings a day, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've been doing... Well, since we got this th this 100 uh, brand-new dvds too there's a lot of duplicates so our first goal was to take one of each of all the duplicates and get the get drafts made for those and then so and then set the back stock aside and now we're going through the the unique ones and uh doing those like 10 at a time because you know you know i'm just you know i i want the the quotient of dvds to vhs in our store is almost 50 50 but i really want the dvds to you know i want more and more and more dvds and you know and you know i'm not going to be too discerning about what i'm putting up before christmas because there's there's a movie for everybody they might be a horrible person and want the you know every raunchy adam <laughs> sandler every rotten adam sandler movie that's ever been made um mm -hmm. but uh but yeah, you know, I just want, you know, I want new product because uh, that's, you know, that's what people want to put under the Christmas tree. They don't want to put a bunch of, you know, used VHS tapes under the Christmas tree. They want new DVDs or Blu-rays. Blu-rays, it's going to take a while to, to, to get our stock up on those because, uh, you know, um, it's newer and they're not, you know, there's not a glut of them floating around out there. I might have to buy some kind of wholesale lot down the road and, uh, you know, for that, but we'll see. Um... And, uh, um, hmm, guys aren't showing when I try to find one. What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm, guys aren't showing. Uh, kiddo drop after the break. Kiddo drop after the break. 
Yeah. All right. So, but yeah, we'll Not figure great. it out. We'll figure it out um, uh, after the uh, um. I, I I just lost my train of thought. Uh, but oh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure out what exactly what we're doing, and you know, make a post next week uh, for our respective shows, and let everybody know what's going to be broadcast. So, um, yeah, and our shows are so dated with the sales and everything. I don't know if a, a best of is uh, makes sense. I don't know, or maybe we'll play one before we started doing the eBay talk. Who knows? So. Uh, but all right, well, let's go ahead and go to the break. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, let's do, let's do something different, uh, for the break and I'll play, I'll just play another, an older, uh, what we sold, uh, for the break. How about that? Let's see. Yeah, what did we sell? It. We'll see what we sold a month ago. This is what we sold yeah. uh, a month ago. And that's a good five minute break. So here we go. Let's find out what we sold on 10-14-2021. I am Dracula. A moment ago, I stumbled upon a most amazing phenomenon. Something so incredible, I mistrust my own judgment. Look. Dracula. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. Rats. 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 Thousands. Millions of them. But no, this is no dream. This is Dracula, the original terrifying story of a maniac and a man who lived after death, lived on human blood, took the form of a vampire bat and lured innocent girls to a fate truly worse than death. Dracula? Oh, what, what's he done to you, dear? Tell me. He came to me. He opened a thing in his arms and he made me drink. Across the sea of stars lies another world, a world almost exactly like ours. This is where he lives. He's 27 years old, single but searching. Favorite sports, windsurfing and Aikido. Favorite pastimes, cigars and sex. He has everything except fulfillment. And then one night, it happens. Hey, good buddy, are you home? He has a very sudden midlife crisis. He lands in Cleveland. You do know why you were sent to me? Listen to me, small visitor. I can explain how you got here. Maybe you're here for some greater purpose, some cosmic cause. Here, he's forced to reassess his career goals. You went to med school? To explore new relationships. <laughs> 
to redefine his self-image. I'm sorry, we don't allow pets on the premises. To adjust to a changing lifestyle. Oh, I pull it out! Until he discovers just who he really is. Oh, no. A duck in big trouble. That's a duck, man! Howard the Duck, trapped in a world he never made. Coming from George Lucas, a Willard Hike film, a Gloria Katz production. They're dead. transition and uh, Adam commented someone actually bought Howard the Duck inconceivable which oh, is yeah. exactly what I thought but you know what that's the thing sometimes when I think no one would buy this it's the first one to go raring out the door sure is truth yeah so um, but no that was uh, you know what that what we sold yeah, so that was a Dracula VHS, uh, Howard the Duck DVD, and I think Dracula and His Brides, or AKA the Satanic Rites of Dracula. I think that was the DVD that got smashed. And that I, I did the customer service thing on, so. We had another copy. Was. So, what's that? And we had another copy. Yeah. Woo, yeah. Oh, kiddo drop. Here we go. Ooh. Let's see what kiddo's up to. Oh, look at that. 
most of the heads are happy. One of the heads oh, is like, I don't know. Oh, that's going to be oh. fun. Yeah, you're going to have a good time. Oh, you know yeah. you're Roy T. Biff, right? No. What's that? Red, orange, yellow, green. I know. <laughs> okay. Hey, I don't know. I'm just teasing. You know so. what? Uh, you think that uh, people don't know that, but then you see rainbows and you're like, it's just wrong. You're like, yeah, you know you did the rainbow wrong. Do the rainbow right. Like, they'll do it right at the beginning, but not at the end. And you're just like, I don't know what to do with you. I love that 70s disco song, Do the Rainbow Right. <laughs> Probably. You got to do the rainbow right. Do yeah, the but they'll, they'll right just now. put it like red, orange, yellow, and they always mess up and they put like blue, green, purple. I'm like, no, no. Well, that's why I always hated the uh, the old terror alert system from the Bush administration. Why they leave out purple? Yeah. You know? Why they hate purple? Why? Why? I wrote a song about it. You did. Ter terror Rainbow was the name yeah, of the song. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I should request that. Oh, okay. Um, maybe. Back in the day uh, when we had nothing to worry about besides the government messing with us with the terror rainbow. Yeah. Which was so, insulting and, you know. But yeah, so Polychrome decides to make Kiddo an honorary rainbow princess is the title of tonight's artwork from Foxfire. Because Thank you. That is beautiful. That's so. awesome. And Polychrome is one of my favorite characters from the Oz series when i was a little girl i was like i want to be the rainbow's daughter you know like you yeah who, who doesn't well i guess i, <laughs> I guess who I doesn't so uh all right so i'm gonna look look up polychrome and just take a look at uh, her different depictions here and get a little bit of inspiration Blonde. And... she wears a rainbow dress yep Oh man, somebody's got a bunch of ooh sexy ones. Oh god, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. How uh, dare you turn Oz into your personal fetish? Don't you have something better to do with your life? Knock it off, you nerds. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Find somebody else's childhood to fetishize. Yeah. So, uh, all right, here we go. Uh, I'm going to get, uh, I think I've got a pretty good strategy about how I'm going to go about this. Um, and, cool. uh, and then nice. we will, uh, I'm going to start in the middle of, of kiddo, I think, um, and, and work from there. So, um, but yeah, so here we go. Uh, road to Oz chapter nine. Um, this one is, oh gosh, I forget the title of this one. Uh oh man, I don't remember the title title of this chapter, but he'll say it in the beginning. Uh, it sounded kind of interesting to me, but uh, you ready, Suze? Yep. All right, let's uh, put on our walking shoes and head down the road to Oz. Chapter nine of the Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter nine, facing the Scootlers. The country wasn't so pretty now. Before the travelers appeared a rocky plain covered with hills on which grew nothing green. 
They were nearing some low mountains, too, and the road, which before had been smooth and pleasant to walk upon, grew rough and uneven. Button Bright's little feet stumbled more than once, and Polychrome ceased her dancing, because the walking was now so difficult that she had no trouble to keep warm. It had become afternoon, yet there wasn't a thing for their luncheon except two apples which the shaggy man had taken from the breakfast table. He divided these into four pieces and gave a portion to each of his companions. Dorothy and Button Bright were glad to get theirs, but Polly was satisfied with a small bite, and Toto did not like apples. "'Do you know,' asked the Rainbow's daughter, "'if this is the right road to the Emerald City?' "'No, I don't,' replied Dorothy, "'but it's the only road in this part of the country, "'so we may as well go to the end of it.' "'It looks now as if it might end pretty soon,' remarked the shaggy man. "'And what shall we do if it does?' "'Don't know,' said Button Bright. "'If I had my magic belt,' replied Dorothy thoughtfully, "'it could do us a lot of good just now.' "'What is your magic belt?' asked Polychrome." It's a thing I captured from the Gnome King one day, and it can do most any wonderful thing. But I left it with Ozma, you know, because magic won't work in Kansas, but only in fairy countries. Is this a fairy country? asked Button Bright. I should think you'd know, said the little girl gravely. If it wasn't a fairy country, you couldn't have a fox head, and the shaggy man couldn't have a donkey head, and the rainbow's daughter would be invisible. "'What's that?' asked the boy. "'You don't seem to know anything, Button Bright. "'Invisible is a thing you can't see.' "'Then Toto's invisible,' declared the boy. "'And Dorothy found he was right. "'Toto had disappeared from view, "'but they could hear him barking furiously "'among the heaps of gray rock ahead of them. "'They moved forward a little faster "'to see what the dog was barking at, and found, perched upon a point of rock by the roadside, a curious creature. It had the form of a man, middle-sized and rather slender and graceful. But as it sat, silent and motionless upon the peak, they could see that its face was black as ink, and it wore a black cloth costume made like a union suit and fitting tight to its skin. Its hands were black too, and its toes curled down like a bird's. The creature was black all over except its hair, which was fine and yellow, banged in front across the black forehead and cut close at the sides. The eyes, which were fixed steadily upon the barking dog, were small and sparkling and looked like the eyes of a weasel. "'What in the world do you suppose that is?' asked Dorothy in a hushed voice, as the little group of travelers stood watching the strange creature. "'Don't know,' said Button Bright. The thing gave a jump and turned half around, sitting in the same place, but with the other side of its body facing them. Instead of being black, it was now pure white, with a face like that of a clown in a circus and hair of a brilliant purple. The creature could bend either way, and its white toes now curled the same way the black ones on the other side had done. "'It has a face both front and back,' whispered Dorothy wonderingly. "'Only there's no back at all but two fronts.' Having made the turn, the being sat motionless as before, 
while Toto barked louder at the white man than he had done at the black one. Once, said the shaggy man, I had a jumping jack like that with two faces. Was it alive? asked Button Bright. No, replied the shaggy man. It worked on strings and was made of wood. Wonder if this works with strings, said Dorothy. But Polychrome cried, Look! for another creature just like the first had suddenly appeared sitting on another rock, its black side toward them. The two twisted their heads around and showed a black face on the white side of one and a white face on the black side of the other. How curious, said Polychrome, and how loose their heads seem to be. Are they friendly to us, do you think? Can't tell, Polly, replied Dorothy. Let's ask them. The creatures flopped first one way and then the other, showing black or white by turns, and now another joined them, appearing on another rock. Our friends had come to a little hollow in the hills, and the place where they now stood was surrounded by jagged peaks of rock, except where the road ran through. Now there are four of them, said the shaggy man. Five, declared Polychrome. Six, said Dorothy. Lots of them, cried Button Bright, and so there were. Quite a row of the two-sided black and white creatures sitting on the rocks all around. Toto stopped barking and ran between Dorothy's feet, where he crouched down as if afraid. The creatures did not look pleasant or friendly, to be sure, and the shaggy man's donkey head became solemn indeed. Ask them who they are and what they want, whispered Dorothy. So the shaggy man called out in a loud voice, Who are you? Scoodlers! they yelled in chorus, their voices sharp and shrill. What do you want? called the shaggy man. You! they yelled back, pointing their thin fingers at the group, and they all flopped around so they were white, and then all flopped back again so they were black. But what do you want us for? asked the shaggy man uneasily. Soup! they all shouted as if with one voice. Goodness me! said Dorothy, trembling a little. The scootlers must be regular cannibals. Don't want to be soup, protested Button Bright, beginning to cry. Hush, dear, said the little girl, trying to comfort him. We don't any of us want to be soup. But don't worry, the shaggy man will take care of us. Will he? asked Polychrome, who did not like the scootlers at all, and kept close to Dorothy. I'll try, promised the shaggy man, but he looked worried. Happening just then to feel the love magnet in his pocket, he said to the creatures with more confidence, Don't you love me? Yes, they shouted all together. Then you mustn't harm me or my friends, said the shaggy man firmly. We love you in soup, they yelled, and in a flash turned their white sides to the front. How dreadful, said Dorothy. This is a time, Shaggy Man, when you get loved too much. Don't want to be soup, wailed Button Bright again, and Toto began to whine dismally, as if he didn't want to be soup either. The only thing to do, said the Shaggy Man to his friends in a low voice, is to get out of this pocket in the rocks as soon as we can, and leave the scootlers behind us. Follow me, my dears, and don't pay any attention to what they do or say. With this, he began to march along the road to the opening in the rocks ahead, and the others kept close behind him. But the scootlers closed up in front, 
as if to bar their way, and so the shaggy man stooped down and picked up a loose stone, which he threw at the creatures to scare them from the path. At this the scootlers raised a howl. Two of them picked their heads from their shoulders and hurled them at the shaggy man with such force that he fell over in a heap, greatly astonished. The two now ran forward with swift leaps, caught up their heads, and put them on again, after which they sprang back to their positions on the rocks. End of chapter 9 oh, That crept up on me pretty quick. So they're in the soup. Yeah. They're going to they're be soup. From yeah, the well, Scoodler soup. We have no idea how powerful these creatures are, but they're pretty creepy looking, right? Yeah, I love that government program, Soup for Scoodlers. <laughs> uh, soup for yeah. Scoodlers and school age children. Cash for clunkers. Uh, <laughs> toys for tuts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it noodle soup for Scoodlers? So it would be chicken, scoodle, chicken Scoodler soup. Mm -hmm. uh, Delicious. Hey. Yeah, puns abound. Um, but yeah, so I'm making some. I think ever. I think you guys are gonna like, uh, kiddo. This looks really fun. <laughs> so I'm just. Uh, I've just moved on to polychrome, and I got to do a little touch-ups around the. Well, actually, I can do that while I talk. Um, but uh, yeah, I. Um, no, this is this is gonna be really fun. Uh, and yes, I got my Roy G. Biv right. If I'm wrong, if I got... You guys have to audit me when I'm done. And if I screwed something up, uh, I'll change it. But I think I got it. Um, I did not do Indigo. I don't do Indigo. <laughs> so, it, 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 you know, it doesn't look right when you try and do that with these solid colors and um, in here. And I don't really... I guess I have a fair representation of Indigo. Do we want Indigo or no? can be like a bright blue and indigo is kind of like a navy yeah i know what indigo is um yeah i mean it it can also be even a darker blue but you know all right so are you it's voting a, are you voting that I, I do indigo too i'm voting pro i'm pro indigo i'm pro oh. all shades of blue as you know you know i am back to but, the coloring board Let's see what everybody else has to say. Anyway. Yeah, well, I'll work on her, and you guys tell me if Indigo is a must. <laughs> they don't is, care. So. Well, maybe they um, do. Maybe they have opinions on Indigo. Well, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to change a lot of things if I, if I put Indigo in. Um, don't worry about it. Don't worry about but, it. But uh, we, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but uh, anyway, let's, get to, let's go ahead and get to Chapter 2 and see uh, if they become soup. Is this the end of the book? Are they food now for cannibals? Let's find out. Chapter 10 of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 10 Escaping the Soup Kettle The shaggy man got up and felt himself to see if he was hurt, but he was not. One of the heads had struck his breast and the other his left shoulder, yet though they had knocked him down, the heads were not hard enough to bruise him. Come on, he said firmly, we've got to get out of here some way, and forward he started again. The scootlers began yelling and throwing their heads in great numbers at our frightened friends. The shaggy man was knocked over again, and so was Button Bright, 
who kicked his heels against the ground and howled as loud as he could, although he was not hurt a bit. One head struck Toto, who first yelped, and then grabbed the head by an ear and started running away with it. The scootlers who had thrown their heads began to scramble down and run to pick them up with wonderful quickness, but the one whose head Toto had stolen found it hard to get it back again. The head couldn't see the body with either pair of its eyes, because the dog was in the way, so the headless scootler stumbled around over the rocks and tripped on them more than once in its effort to regain its top. Toto was trying to get outside the rocks and roll the head down the hill, but some of the other scootlers came to the rescue of their unfortunate comrade and pelted the dog with their own heads until he was obliged to drop his burden and hurry back to Dorothy. The little girl and the rainbow's daughter had both escaped the shower of heads, but they saw now that it would be useless to try to run away from the dreadful scootlers. "'We may as well submit,' declared the shaggy man in a rueful voice, as he got upon his feet again, he turned toward their foes and asked, "'What do you want us to do?' "'Come!' they cried in a triumphant chorus, and at once sprang from the rocks and surrounded their captives on all sides. One funny thing about the scootlers was that they could walk in either direction, coming or going, without turning around, because they had two faces, and, as Dorothy said, two front sides and their feet were shaped like the letter T upside down. They moved with great rapidity, and there was something about their glittering eyes and contrasting colors and removable heads that inspired the poor prisoners with horror and made them long to escape. But the creatures led their captives away from the rocks and the road down the hill by a side path, until they came before a low mountain of rock that looked like a huge bowl turned upside down. At the edge of this mountain was a deep gulf, so deep that when you looked into it there was nothing but blackness below. Across the gulf was a narrow bridge of rock, and at the other end of the bridge was an arched opening that led into the mountain. Over this bridge the scootlers led their prisoners through the opening into the mountain, which they found to be an immense hollow dome, lighted by several holes in the roof. All around the circular space were built rock houses, set close together, each with a door in the front wall. None of these houses was more than six feet wide, but the scootlers were thin people sidewise and did not need much room. So vast was the dome that there was a space in the middle of the cave, in front of all these houses, where the creatures might congregate as in a great hall. It made Dorothy shudder to see a huge iron kettle suspended by a stout chain in the middle of the place, and underneath the kettle a great heap of kindling wood and shavings ready to light. "'What's that?' asked the shaggy man, drawing back as they approached this place, so that they were forced to push him forward. "'The soup kettle!' yelled the scootlers, and then they shouted in the next breath, "'We're hungry!' Button Bright, holding Dorothy's hand in one chubby fist and Polly's hand in the other, was so affected by this shout that he began to cry again, repeating the protest, "'Don't want to be soup! I don't!' 
Never mind, said the shaggy man consolingly. I ought to make enough soup to feed them all. I'm so big. So I'll ask them to put me in the kettle first. All right, said Button Bright more cheerfully. But the scootlers were not ready to make soup yet. They led the captives into a house at the farthest side of the cave, a house somewhat wider than the others. Who lives here? asked the rainbow's daughter. The scootlers nearest her replied, The queen. It made Dorothy hopeful to learn that a woman ruled over these fierce creatures. But a moment later they were ushered by two or three of the escort into a gloomy, bare room, and her hope died away. For the queen of the scootlers proved to be much more dreadful in appearance than any of her people. One side of her was fiery red, with jet-black hair and green eyes, and the other side of her was bright yellow, with crimson hair and black eyes. She wore a short skirt of red and yellow, and her hair, instead of being banged, was a tangle of short curls upon which rested a circular crown of silver, much dented and twisted, because the queen had thrown her head at so many things so many times. Her form was lean and bony, and both her faces were deeply wrinkled. "'What have we here?' asked the queen sharply, as our friends were made to stand before her. "'Soup!' cried the guard of the scootlers, speaking together. "'We're not,' said Dorothy indignantly. "'We're nothing of the sort.' "'Ah, but you will be soon,' retorted the queen, a grim smile making her look more dreadful than before. "'Pardon me, most beautiful vision,' said the shaggy man, bowing before the queen politely. I must request your serene highness to let us go our way without being made into soup, for I own the love magnet, and whoever meets me must love me and all my friends. True, replied the queen, we love you very much, so much that we intend to eat your broth with real pleasure. But tell me, do you think I am so beautiful? "'You won't be at all beautiful if you eat me,' he said, shaking his head sadly. "'Handsome is as handsome does, you know.' The queen turned to Button Bright. "'Do you think I am beautiful?' she asked. "'No,' said the boy. "'You're ugly.' "'I think you're a fright,' said Dorothy. "'If you could see yourself, you'd be terribly scared,' added Polly." The queen scowled at them and flopped from her red side to her yellow side. Take them away, she commanded the guard, and at six o'clock run them through the meat chopper and start the soup kettle boiling, and put plenty of salt in the broth this time, or I'll punish the cook severely. And onions, your majesty, asked one of the guard. Plenty of onions and garlic and a dash of red pepper. Now go. The scootlers led the captives away and shut them up in one of the houses, leaving only a single scootler to keep guard. The place was a sort of storehouse containing bags of potatoes and baskets of carrots, onions, and turnips. These, said their guard, pointing to the vegetables, we used to flavor our soups with. The prisoners were rather disheartened by this time, for they saw no way to escape, and did not know how soon it would be six o'clock, and the time for the meat chopper to begin work. 
but the shaggy man was brave and did not intend to submit to such a horrid fate without a struggle. I'm going to fight for our lives, he whispered to the children, for if I fail, we will be no worse off than before, and to sit here quietly until we are made into soup would be foolish and cowardly. The scootler on guard stood near the doorway, turning first his white side toward them and then his black side, as if he wanted to show to all of his greedy four eyes the sight of so many fat prisoners. The captives sat in a sorrowful group at the other end of the room, except Polychrome, who danced back and forth in the little place to keep herself warm, for she felt the chill of the cave. Whenever she approached the shaggy man, he would whisper something in her ear, and Polly would nod her pretty head as if she understood. The shaggy man told Dorothy and Button Bright to stand before him while he emptied the potatoes out of one of the sacks. When this had been secretly done, little Polychrome, dancing near to the guard, suddenly reached out her hand and slapped his face, the next instant whirling away from him quickly to rejoin her friends. The angry scootler at once picked off his head and hurled it at the rainbow's daughter, but the shaggy man was expecting that, and caught the head very neatly, putting it in the sack which he tied at the mouth. The body of the guard, not having the eyes of its head to guide it, ran here and there in an aimless manner, and the shaggy man easily dodged it and opened the door. Fortunately, there was no one in the big cave at that moment, so he told Dorothy and Polly to run as fast as they could for the entrance and out across the narrow bridge. I'll carry Button Bright, he said, for he knew the little boy's legs were too short to run fast. Dorothy picked up Toto and then seized Polly's hand and ran swiftly toward the entrance to the cave. The shaggy man perched Button Bright on his shoulders and ran after them. They moved so quickly, and their escape was so wholly unexpected, that they had almost reached the bridge when one of the scootlers looked out of his house and saw them. The creature raised a shrill cry that brought all of its fellows bounding out of the numerous doors, and at once they started in chase. Dorothy and Polly had reached the bridge and crossed it when the scootlers began throwing their heads. One of the queer missiles struck the shaggy man on his back and nearly knocked him over, but he was at the mouth of the cave now, so he sat down button bright and told the boy to run across the bridge to Dorothy. Then the shaggy man turned around and faced his enemies, standing just outside the opening, and as fast as they threw their heads at him, he caught them and tossed them into the black gulf below. The headless bodies of the foremost scootlers kept the others from running close up, but they also threw their heads in an effort to stop the escaping prisoners. The shaggy man caught them all and sent them whirling down into the black gulf. Among them he noticed the crimson and yellow head of the queen, and this he tossed after the others with a right good will. Presently every scootler of the lot had thrown its head, and every head was down in the deep gulf, and now the helpless bodies of the creatures were mixed together in the cave and wriggling around in a vain attempt to discover what had become of their heads. 
The shaggy man laughed and walked across the bridge to rejoin his companions. It's lucky I learned to play baseball when I was young, he remarked, for I caught all those heads easily and never missed one. But come along, little ones. The scootlers will never bother us or anyone else any more. Button Bright was still frightened and kept insisting, I don't want to be soup, for the victory had been gained so suddenly that the boy did not realize they were free and safe. But the shaggy man assured him that all danger of their being made into soup was now past, as the scootlers would be unable to eat soup for some time to come. So now, anxious to get away from the horrid gloomy cave as soon as possible, they hastened up the hillside and regained the road just beyond the place where they had first met the scootlers, and you may be sure they were glad to find their feet on the old familiar path again. End of chapter 10 Dang, that caught me off guard too, but they got out. I don't want to be soup. Be soup. Come on. Nobody does. Yeah, and you know what? They defeated them in exactly the same way that they defeated those things in the labyrinth. In uh -huh. Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Remember oh, that? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, uh, I'm trying to just put the finishing touches on this. We should be good. Um, but yeah, that was... No, that's not going to work. Uh, it doesn't show up. Edit undo. Sorry. Uh, yeah, please feel free to talk more about that, Suze. Hello? Did you did your computer crash? Yeah, no, I, it was low on energy. Oh, computers. Uh, so, all right, here we go. Uh, well, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that. Let's go ahead and check in with Jerry the Circus. Uh, the ongoing drama of the Grayson family. Not those Graysons, but the Jerry the Circus Graysons. Jerry of the Circus. Sorry, guys, that's the wrong episode. I didn't load up the right one. Uh, I realized it because that still had the intro music. So, yeah, you got some extra bonus music. Uh, I, it was For some reason, this earlier episode was at the bottom of my list, and it shouldn't have been. This is the episode. Here we go. Now for Jerry of the Circus. Here, Rags. Here, boy. You quit running around so much in this backyard. 
Stay right by me. I'm not going over to our wagon. I'm going over to Johnny Bradley's wagon. I'm going to tell him about the party last night. Come here now. Just because your leg is well, you, you can't have to show off and run so fast. Now, you wait right here. Mr. Bradley? Oh, Mr. Bradley. Guess he's not here yet. Well, we'll just wait around for him. What do you say? Hey, how about some tricks? Think you can jump up on my shoulder like you do with bumps? Okay, let's try it. One, two, three. Up! Good boy, good for you. Now let's see if you can jump down to my foot and somersault back up to my shoulder again. Ready? Go! Hooray for you, Rag. You're all right. You know, I bet you and I could do bumps act without any trouble. I'm glad to know that, too, because Mr. Randall said I was the understudy, and I have to be able to do all of the clowns act. Now, let's try that double somersault now. No, get in back of me, like you do with bumps. That's the fella. Now, ready? One, two, three. Go up. Golly, you did it. Oh, Johnny, I, I mean, Mr. Bradley, I, I didn't see Well, that. I just got here, Jerry, just in time to see that last trick. I was just putting rags through some of his stunts to see if he could do them with me as well as he does with Bumps. Well, I should say there's little doubt uh, about that after witnessing your demonstration. Yeah, he, he does the tricks just as easy with me as he does them with Bumps. I'll bet he'd, he'd even work with you if you'd give him the right cues. Yes, I believe he would. I've said before, but it bears repeating. That dog is a mighty fine trooper. Yes, you sure are, Rags. Uh, want to come into the wagon, Jerry? I've got a few things I have to do. Uh-huh. I came over here looking for you. Well, fine. Come in, then. Uh, did you have something special on your mind? Just about the party last night. I wanted to tell you about it. Good. Sit down, Jerry. Make yourself comfortable. Thanks. Right down here, Rags. You sure missed out on a good time, Mr. Bradley. You had a nice time, did you? Oh, it was a keen party. Mr. Grayson sure made us feel at home. We had spaghetti, all <laughs> kinds of sandwiches, and even ice cream and cake. Well, that sounds good. It was. And Jason told us a lot of stories about wild animals and told us how he started to be a trainer when he was real young. And then Mr. Grayson told us about law school and all about the hard things he had to study to become a lawyer. He seems to be a nice sort of person. Oh, Mr. Grayson's nice, all right. And is he smart? He is? Uh-huh. He, he says he gets his smartness from his father. He said that? He sure did. He thinks a lot of his father. But what did he say about him, Jerry? Well, his father is an actor. A pretty big one, I guess. Is that so? Yeah. And it was his father who sent him through law school. What else did he say about his father, though, Jerry? He said he owed everything to his father. And he's trying awful hard to make good for his sake. My, that's a nice thought. Yeah, he sure is a real nice man, all right. Oh, what else did you do at the party, Jerry? Oh, we played some games, and then Mr. Grayson did some tricks for us. <laughs> did he do the one where he puts a coin on the back of each finger and then throws them up and catches them all with the same hand? Yeah. Uh, how did you know? Why, I... Well, uh, oh, I thought he'd do that. You see, that's an old trick. I mean, he probably learned that at school. Oh, uh-huh. And then we played the radio, and Patsy and Jason danced together. I sure wish you could have been there with us. I, I know you'd have had a nice time, too, because Bump sure enjoyed himself. Yes. I guess I did miss quite a lot, Jerry. And not only last night. I've missed a lot all through life. Ah, but alas, 
There is never a loss without a gain, so I must be grateful for the good fortune that has come my way. That's what my father always told me. He said if I'd give thanks for the little things, I'd soon be given thanks for bigger things. Truer words were never spoken, Jerry. That's a sound bit of advice. Now, let me see. What was it I had to do? Oh, yes, yes, I must fix Lulu's hat. Here we are. What are you going to do with it? Oh, I fear the elastic has had its day. I must replace it with a new piece. Yeah, I noticed that the hat keeps slipping off Lulu's head. And Lulu's not the kind of a duck that likes to be untidy. Ah, she's very fussy about her costume, such as it is. She sure is a smart duck, all right. How did you ever train her? It wasn't difficult, Jerry. You see, ducks are timid. But once you gain their confidence and make a pet of them, they become very manageable. It may surprise you to know that I think an awful lot of Lulu. No, that doesn't surprise me. Lulu's your pal, just like Rags is mine. That's it, exactly. She is my pal, and a very understanding friend, too. Just like a dog, she seems to sense my moods, and I appreciate that. They sure do understand a lot. Golly, I don't know what I'd have done without Rags when I was left all alone. Well, yeah, that's finished. Now that hat should fit properly. It didn't take you long. You know how to sew, all right. <laughs> Necessity teaches us to do a lot of things around the circus, Jerry. Say, look. Look who's out there. Hmm, well, who is it? Oh, it's Bumps. Hello, Bumps. Looking for me? Oh, there you are, Jerry. Come on in. I'm coming. Jerry and I were just visiting. I was telling Mr. Bradley about the party last night. Oh, oh and that was a party. You missed something, Johnny. <laughs> so Jerry tells me. Did you tell Johnny about all the spaghetti I ate? No, he didn't mention a word of it. Golly, I forgot all about that. Well, don't see how you could let that slip your mind, Jerry. You had a couple of plates full yourself. <laughs> and it sure was good. Sally's a wonderful cook. She's going to marry Mr. Grayson pretty soon. Yeah, so he told me. Uh, tell me about her, Jerry. When he introduced her to us, he, he said they're waiting until he's doing better in his law office, and then they're going to get married. Oh, and she's real nice, is she? Oh, she's a mighty fine girl, Johnny. Well, I'm glad. I mean, it's nice to see a young man like Richard Grayson find a good life's part. Yes, it is. Did you want me for something, Bumps? Oh, no, no, nothing special, Jerry. I think I'll take Rags and put him through some stunts. I just had him doing some of the tricks you do with him. Yes, and Jerry finds that Rags works just as well with him as he does with you, Bumps. Oh, is that so? Well, does he do the shoulder jumps and somersaults, too? Sure he does. He does every one of the tricks with me. Well, I was just thinking maybe I'd try a few new ones. Well, what kind? Oh, I don't know. I'll figure something out. <laughs> You just leave it to Bumps to figure out something new to do. Why don't you teach him to jump through a hoop of fire? Oh, no, Jerry, I don't think that'd be so good. You see, after Jason has that leopard jump through the ring of flame, or to see Rags do it well, wouldn't be any novelty at all. You know what? I don't see how Jason ever got that leopard to, to jump through fire like that. Well, fire is an animal's worst enemy. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, but Jason's clever. If anyone in the world can get one of those big cats to do an astounding trick... Well, he can. Yeah, he's sure a good wild animal trainer. Well, I think I'd better get at those tricks. I'm going to do it before lunch. Oh. Well, now, where's my partner, Rag? There he is, Bumps. Laying down there by that trunk. I guess he's asleep. <laughs> oh, Rags. Rags. He's sleeping all right. Come on, fella. Wake up. Rags, we're calling you. <laughs> well, Rags, I'm going to teach you a few new tricks. Can I go with you and watch? I don't see why not. Rags is still your dog, even if he is my partner in the show. Well, I'll see you later, Mr. Bradley. All right, Jerry, and thank you for the visit. It was nice of you to come over and tell me about the party. Well, goodbye, Johnny. 
Come on, Ray. Goodbye. Goodbye, Jerry. Oh, hello there, Mr. Randall. Morning, Mr. Randall. Oh, hello, Bumps and Jerry. Where are you heading for? We were just in Mr. Bradley's wagon visiting him, and now we're going over the big top to rehearse rags and some new tricks. Oh, is Johnny in there? Uh, yeah, sure, Sam. Uh, I want to have a little talk with him. I'll see you after a while. Okay. All right. Well, bye. bye. Can I come in, Johnny? Well, Mr. Randall, surely. Come in, come in. When the door's open, I'm always receiving visitors. Huh. Uh, there's uh, something I'd like to take up with you, Johnny. Yes, Mr. Randall? It's about you and your son. You know, Johnny, I I think you should go see him while we're playing here. I really do. Oh, no, Mr. Randall. That would never do. Never would I have my boy know that his father is a clown. He knows my histronic ability, and it would hurt him. I know, I know. You've been telling him in your letters that uh, you've been doing big things on the stage. Well, not because I want him to think his father is a great man or anything like that, but I know the boy, and I feel I'm doing the right thing. Now, 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 wait a minute. Uh, you'd like to see him, wouldn't you? Have a nice long talk. Oh, indeed I would, yes, sir. Well, then, why not go see him and not let him know that you're with the circus? Good. How could that be done? Well, isn't there some excuse for you to pay him a visit? Well, yes, there is. I've saved up a hundred dollars that I was going to mail to him. So you can take it to him instead. Tell him you're just passing through town on business. Yes, I could do that. Of course you could. You'd make that boy of yours very happy. And there's little question about how much pleasure you'd get in seeing him. Perhaps I could tell him that... I'm passing through with someone, and that they're waiting for me at the railroad station. Yes, that's all right. I'll make my visit very brief, so he won't gather anything from my conversation. You let your boy do most of the talking. After all, you want to find out as much as you can about how he's getting along. You just keep asking him questions about himself, and he'll be so busy answering them, he, he won't have time to ask you any. Oh, the very thought of seeing him and having a talk makes, makes my old heart skip a beat or two. I'll do it. Good. <laughs> Go to his office today. Uh, we're leaving tonight, you know. You'll feel like a new man after you see him. But my my clothes are none too good, Mr. Randall. Now, don't let that stop you. Your son will think you're doing very well when he sees this on your finger. Mr. Randall, your diamond ring. Oh, it's beautiful, but oh, I couldn't wear it. Oh, yes, you can. Go ahead, put it on. I, I think you look prosperous enough. I'll do it. Uh, oh, but... How can I ever thank you, sir? No, you don't have to thank me. I feel that you should see your boy and have a talk with him. You'll both enjoy it. Oh, I know we will. Your whole life is wrapped up in that son of yours, and to pass through Jackson City without seeing him would be a crime. You have a heart of gold, Mr. Oh, no, not at all, not at all, Johnny. I, I, I'm just human. I'll go to Richard's office this afternoon, Mr. Randall. Oh, this will be a milestone in my life. I cannot see my son and bear the shame of him knowing that I am a lowly clown. Yeah, this is kind of sad. It's like, yeah, well, deal with reality, dude. Instead, your son just thinks you kind of abandoned him and don't You're, care yeah. enough to see him, you know? You're an asshole. <laughs> well, live, live your life, you know, you gotta... I don't know. 
get while over you're it. alive to see your relatives, you know? It's kind of heartbreaking that he can't see a, a, his son who he loves just because he's ashamed of, you know, his status in life. You know? That's, that's sad. Like, just deal with the fact that you're dead. Uh, yeah. He's a clown. He's a clown. What am I, a clown to you? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. So, uh, yes, there we go. I did incorporate uh, Indigo into the rainbow. And mm. I, I, I keep auditing or uh, looking at it and making sure that I'm right with it. Fortunately, the way... Um, the way... Foxfire drew this, the other two necks being hidden by the one in the foreground where they connect to the body, that gave me uh, some fun leeway to make all the heads different colors, you know? So that was interesting. And yeah, so basically I started in the middle with his belly and that spot on his back. And since that's his regular color, that blue, I was like, okay, that's where it'll start. Yeah, looks so nice i mean i'm i'm saying indigo is great but i'm i'm sorry i brought that up because i feel bad but at no the same it's time, okay it just took me a little you bit you didn't put you didn't put like red orange yellow blue purple green a lot of people do that yeah you, you, I, I understand if what i could saying. count the number of messed up rainbows i've seen messed up yes. rainbows man. yeah and i didn't put brown in there <laughs> so let's make a tan rainbow um there is a tan rainbow i like the tan rainbow oh the bear rainbow the bear rainbow I like yeah it. i do like yeah that's the basically the, the bear body hair rainbow the flesh code the flesh the flesh colored rainbows yeah so um so yeah, the uh, you know this was uh, you know uh, I'm I'm kind of, yeah this this whole Jerry Jerry the circus thing it's like you know this I'm really looking forward to this guy just you know meeting his son getting over himself yeah. and you know it's like you know be a negligent father so. or be a clown dad yeah you got a choice yeah. that's that's it those are your two choices negligent dad clown dad clown dad yeah. Or, you know, or your third choice is go out and, and, and try to get another job in Shakespearean acting. You know, if that's what you're not ashamed to do, there's got to be a somewhere that you can do that. Uh, sure. In the theater. <laughs> sure. But yeah, this, it's kind of sad, you know. I just, it's, it's just sad. Yeah, but we still haven't gotten to open this box, have we? We still haven't gotten to open the lock box for Jerry, right? Um, I don't think so. This yeah. is like padding until it's all all open. Kind of say, oh, he's playing with this box. Oh, he's he's such he's, a lunatic. He's been bad though. I I think everybody wants to know the escape, the escape route of Tennessee. Now. We don't need to talk about that. No. Um, so, um, so yeah. So, uh, uh, um, I guess uh, we start ramping it up right now. We have about nine minutes, but, um, you know, no, that was fun. That uh, thank you, Fox. Sorry, that really was fun to color. Um, I, I like yeah. that. You know, it's uh, it was it. You know, it was pretty easy to color actually. Um, but yeah, just you know, 
like I said, I look at it, it was like, okay, immediately think, where am I going to start? So like I said, the belly seemed like the smartest place to start. Um, and uh, in keeping one of his heads, the original blue, I thought was important as well. Great idea. Foxfire has these so. great ideas, and mm-hmm. it's just impressive. You yeah, know? well, you get next week off uh, for good behavior, uh, unless you want to make bonus <laughs> uh, kiddo art. Uh, entirely <laughs> up to you. But yeah, we'll we'll be off for Thanksgiving. We'll be at mom's. Um, I got to figure out what uh, I got to call her back. Uh, probably, I'll probably call her Saturday before we go to the grocery store. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, we got to figure out exactly what we're doing. I I really want to try and make mini beef Wellingtons, but she seems opposed to that. She's like, well, I don't want to do a turkey. I want to do something different. Oh, uh, maybe I'll just get a ham. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> do something different it's not different it's like turkey or ham you know yeah and she always That's wants the way to do it's ham. always been with me with my families i have thanksgiving with turkey or ham yeah so i don't know i'm a big beef advocate Beef Wellington. Let's do that. <laughs> Hell, let's just have steak. That's, that's what I've always heard about you. You're a big beef advocate. No, when I met you, you were a vegetarian. What True. are you talking about? True. Yeah. Way back in the day. When I realized people weren't going to stop killing young. cows, I just gave in. Um, when what? When people weren't going to stop killing cows, I just gave in. So. Yeah, they never stopped. No. And but. the ninety, the the downfall of my downfall was really having that Wendy's real close to our house and the ninety nine cent uh, uh, Junior Bacon's. That was what got. Yeah. Me. Remember when they used to cost ninety nine cents? <laughs> was that when was that? Uh, it was on a hundred West one hundred seventeenth West one hundred seventeenth. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was uh, right down the street. Uh, from oh, Clifton. you're right. It was around the corner. Yeah, that's what did it. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Yup. I just I like vegetarian taste. There are things that are vegetarian that have the best taste to me. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not fond of chicken. I'm I'm fond of chicken. I'm fond of turkey. I'm fond of lots of different foods, but I like. I like a lot of vegetarian tastes, and I do if too. you're completely addicted to making everything with bacon, like my mother was, she wanted everything to have bacon in it. Um, then you don't really get the joy of some of the vegetarian yeah. tastes. So we're gonna do our own because we do like turkey. We're gonna make our own Thanksgiving and just pick like two sides each. Uh, of what we're going to have uh, for our sides, just so we don't do, go too crazy. Obviously, two of those have to be stuffing and potatoes. And um, I'll probably forgo the green bean casserole. Uh, but, uh, I don't know, sauerkraut we might do. Be good. Sounds good. And I, I have to have sauerkraut. I love sauerkraut. And butternut again, squash or sweet, butternut squash or sweet potatoes. Mm, both good, but butternut squash is better. I could do a sweet combo. Sweet potatoes are a little too mealy. I could do a combo. I've done that in the past. I chop up butternut squash and sweet potatoes and make a mash out of it. But you are disgusted by parsnips, huh? Oh God! Just false. I hate parsnips. They are the grossest vegetable known to man. They have such a, such a gross taste. Turnips are great. 
turnips are delicious. They're pretty damn good. But parsnips, the the their flavor, there's just something about them that I do not like. I like the way root vegetables and squash, you can just store them for a long time. Like you don't have to eat them immediately. Like root vegetables, squash, apples. Nice. You can just put them cool in a cool dark place in the cellar. And that's fine. All right. So, well, I'm going on and on and on, and this has nothing. Well, anyway, I hope everybody um, has uh, a great Thanksgiving next week. And uh, I'm going to ask you guys again next, well, week after next, or if anybody could mention in the uh, comments real quick, um, the Road to Oz. That's what we're watching, listening to yes. right now, right? Yes. Do you think that would be a suitable um, present if I gave uh, a friend's daughter this book? She's uh, pretty into rainbows, and I just realized she's probably never read this oh. book. Well, that's. I that think could it, be fun. I mean, I'm forgetting how old she is. I think she's like eight or nine. I don't know. Annie's daughter. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, she's no older yeah. than nine. I wouldn't say. I don't think there would be anything too scary in this, do you? Except I don't for the think so. The, the scootlers trying to make soup out of everybody. That's, that's over. That's up. over so quick. It's not even funny. Yeah, yeah. That's like fifteen minutes of reading. So yeah, because she was like, she's the one that was like, my favorite color is rainbow, and I'm like, my favorite color is rainbow. This child is a genius. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, and Foxfire says she much prefers butternut squash. Yummo. You know what's really good? If you, butternut I made a great cool. butternut squash with a, a syrup made out of brown sugar and pistachios. Butter, brown sugar, yeah, pistachios, and a little bit of uh, water. And uh, boy, that was good. I made that. Delicioso. Um, but um, anyway. Um, anyway. Yeah, we're, we're going to go. But yeah, tomorrow, uh, lots of Burgess Meredith uh, Twilight Zone episodes, four of them. We're going to do that for his birthday. It was a little send-off nice. before the holidays. Um, or before Thanksgiving. We might be off two weeks for It Came From Cleveland. We'll keep you posted. I'm not sure. Um, and then, uh, obviously, we're going to be off um, the week of Christmas. Let me look at the calendar again real quick. Because the week of but Christmas... happy birthday, yeah. Adam. Yeah, happy As you're birthday, looking Adam. at your calendar, you're going to see happy birthday, Adam, written all over it. Yes. It says that right <laughs> on my desktop calendar. Um, I don't know how the computer knew that, but it did. But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know, Susan and I might do a show on December 23rd, but it might just be best if yeah. we just take that week off. But no show Christmas Eve, um, fr on Friday from us, uh, on It Came From Cleveland. So we might be off for two weeks, on for two weeks, and then, uh, maybe off for another two weeks, so... We'll see. You know, it's the holidays. We'll give you some new content, but not not every night. It's not like it used to be. Um, yeah. Not like it used to be. I just don't, you know, I like being able to take more time off from the show, and I appreciate everybody's patience and everything. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, a lot of things have changed, and I'm a different person. So, but anyway... Yeah. I'll see everybody yeah. tomorrow. And uh, Suze, any final words? Good night.
Good night to everyone. Later. That's it. Later. I forgot to bed.